Jason podcast, a once a week update on all things food, family, community, gardening, whatever. We call it sidecar. If it has to do with rituals around food and holidays, making food or taking it places, or remembering what we were eating during important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. I am your host and bestie, Jen Coleslaw, coming to you from the soulless but currently sunny suburbs of Northern Virginia. Hello, friends. I have a gigantic announcement, a huge thing to tell you. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Okay, here it is. One of the farmer's market vendors said that they might have strawberries and asparagus next week. Can you believe it? They must be from a greenhouse, but that's still kind of exciting and a little scary, frankly. I think the earliest I've seen asparagus and strawberries is maybe the beginning of April. I mean, my apple and peach and apricot blossoms aren't even out yet. Isn't it funny that this time last week I was talking about snow and today it is daffodils and strawberries and allergies, by the way. So if my voice is a little hoarse, it's from allergies. In other news, I figured out mostly how to create a new feed for Sidecar. So that will be happening over the next few weeks. I'll send out a super special micro podcast to announce it, but you should be able to find it on all your streaming services once it is re-uploaded as the Sidecar Podcast with Jen Coleslaw. And the Two Chocolate Cakes feed, which is this one, will just have Two Chocolate Cakes episodes on it. Fingers crossed that I can get it done without losing anything. In other good news, the Ted Lasso trailer was out last week, and that fills me with 100 million gallons of joy if joy is measured in liquid gallons. If you're not on the Ted Lasso train, I recommend you get on it. And if you get hooked on English Premier League football, then you can watch the Welcome to Wrexham show, which I think is on FX, which is a real docu-series about actors Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, who buy one of the oldest and currently one of the worst football clubs in Wales and try to bring both the club and the town back to its formal glory. It's a really lovely little docu-series. So that's the good news. The rest of the news is less good. It was a difficult week last week. I went to a funeral on Friday, a real funeral, the first one since pre-pandemic times. It was difficult for a number of reasons, the least of which I couldn't find anything to wear that fit. I haven't had to dress up for three years. And I certainly haven't had to wear a dark suit in longer than that. And everything is too big and ill-fitted. And so I guess it's a good thing that I just started pulling everything out of my closet that is not my size anymore so I can donate it all. I still have stuff with tags on it from four or five years ago. And I am not sure what the point of hanging it in my closet is. What with it being the wrong size and way too dressy. So hopefully some other person maybe someone applying for an important job, will get my collection of suits and career dresses that I clearly don't wear anymore. I think while I'm at it, I'm going to pull out most of my sweaters and coats and put them in the donate bin too, because it's just not cold enough here anymore. Anyway, the funeral was for someone at Ben's work, someone who was a bright, shining ray of light and joy and whose cancer was just too much but she never stopped fighting and she never complained. And her service was standing room only, which is really a testament to the kind of friend and family member she was. She'll be missed by a great many people. 
It was strange and a little uncomfortable being in a church with that many people, and when I say it was a packed house, I mean it. The entire nave, vestibule, and entry were full. But my discomfort was replaced with sorrowful bit of comfort when I saw that Julie lived well and loved well and even died as well as a person could, surrounded and held in love and light by her family. Would that we all got that wish for ourselves and our people. The blessing by the reverend at the end of the service has stayed with me for five days now. Life is short, and we haven't much time to gladden the hearts of those who walk this way with us. So let us make haste to love and be swift to be kind. Amen. In food news this week, I have two new stories to share with you, both out of the Switzerland area, and both stories featuring my favorite things, chocolate and cheese. The first story is about Toblerone, which is that yellow triangular box, and it's a, also a triangular-shaped bar of chocolate that has little bits of honey nougat in it. Growing up, a Toblerone bar was kind of the height of extravagance, and anyone that was passing through an airport would bring one home. So Toblerone was created in the Swiss city of Bern in 1908 by Theodore Tobler, and it had a very distinctive shape, which was triangular, which was reportedly inspired by his homeland of Switzerland and the Matterhorn in particular. But in July, uh, some of the manufacturing of Toblerone is moving to Slovakia. And because of that, Switzerland will no longer allow Toblerone to use that logo, that little drawing of the Matterhorn on their labels. So I'd get one of those Toblerone bars now with the Matterhorn on it as a collector's item. It looks like there are lots of lovely mountains in Slovakia though, so they can pick one of them for their new label. And in other news, this past week, the 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Richmond, Virginia, which is pureish, concluded that Gruyere is a common label for cheese sold in the United States and cannot be restricted to cheese from a specific region, and thus the term Gruyere can be used for cheeses produced outside of the Gruyere region of Switzerland. And it upheld an earlier ruling by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Um, Clearly, it's a victory for dairy groups in the U.S., but cheesemakers in Switzerland and France are not happy about it. Gruyere is a firm yellow cheese named after the town of Gruyere's in Freiburg, Switzerland, where it originated. I like to use Gruyere cheese in my macaroni and cheese from scratch. It's one of maybe three or four cheeses that I, I throw in my macaroni and cheese. And it's one of my favorite cheeses on a cheese board as well, just with crackers. It's traditionally used as the cheese in French onion soup and croque monsieur, which is a grilled cheese and ham sandwich. And it is the usual suspect cheese in chicken cordon bleu. So that's your food news for this past week. And I'll try to have more food news every week. So please feel free to tag me in any kind of interesting little bit of food news you might find on social media. So how about we talk about some food holidays? Today, even though I know it's the end of the day, but it's not the end of the day in like Hawaii, so it's um, National Frozen Food Day. And here are some of my favorite frozen foods, ice cream and frozen custard. 
And I'm not sure that ice is a food, but I really do love ice cubes. It's also Oreo day, and I prefer the Oreo thins, if anyone is asking. I definitely don't care for stunt Oreos. I do love that there are all of these crazy Oreos every year, and yay you if you like them, but I really don't. The craziest Oreo you will get me to eat are the golden ones or maybe lemon. But on the flip side, it's also white chocolate cheesecake day, which is kind of specific. But I will say, as much as I do not love stunt donuts or stunt scones or stunt Oreos or stunt cupcakes, I do kind of like crazy cheesecakes within reason. Today is also dentist day. I am not a fan of going to the dentist, even though I really like my dentist's office. I like everyone who works there, but I have a lot of anxiety about being held hostage in a chair with my back to the door so I can't see who is behind me while my mouth is cranked wide open. I also have really bad TMJ, so just getting my teeth cleaned is a painful experience for a few days afterwards. So suffice it to say that I'm about two years behind on my dental stuff because I used having cancer as an excuse not to go. I know, I'm, I'm the worst. Tuesday, March 7th, is Fatness the Emotional Support Hippo's birthday, but she said she didn't want to make a big deal out of it after all. We'll see. She might just be saying that, hoping that we're going to have a surprise party for her, so I don't know. It's also Purim, which actually started the night before, which is tonight, the night that I'm uh, uploading this. And it is a rollicking Jewish holiday of eating and drinking and dressing up, donating food to the poor, and gift basket giving. And that sounds like one of my favorite kinds of holidays. It's also cereal day, and I really love cereal. So here is an incomplete list of my favorite cereals. Raisin Bran Crunch. Cheerios. And I like almost all the Cheerios flavor, but my favorite, I think, is multigrain Cheerios. Fruit Loops. And a few Cheerios from my childhood, Quisp and Kaboom. Now, it's also Flapjack Day, which I had mistakenly assumed was the same as a pancake. It is not. It's more like a granola bar. It's kind of a hard, crunchy thing, and it's much more odier and has fruit and nuts and things like that in it. And uh, according to my calendar, uh, in North America, we call that a granola bar. And finally, it is also crown roast of pork day, which I did not, I don't plan on having one tomorrow. Um, Fatness is a vegetarian, by the way, so she wouldn't want that for her birthday dinner. Wednesday the 8th is the Hindu holiday of of Holi, which is the festival of love, the festival of color, and celebrates the beginning of spring and the triumph of good over evil. I think we could all use a little bit of that these days. It's also National Chocolate-Covered Peanut Clusters Day, and there's very little bad about nuts plus chocolate. Uh, honestly, if you add in a little caramel, you got yourself a patty, and I do love those. Wednesday is also the United Nations Day of Women's Rights and International Peace, and I suspect that means even less this year than it did last year. So that's awesome. Thursday the 9th is Crab Meat Day, which you can eat with false teeth because it's also False Teeth Day. Uh, and who knew that was even a day or why you even needed a day to celebrate false teeth? But, you know, again, I don't make the rules. 
But since I don't eat crab meat with my real teeth, you can borrow some false teeth to eat my crab meat with. A side note about crab meat. There's this food truck that we've really come to love here. It's called Wayne's, where we get the macaroni and cheese with a layer of pulled pork and then with a layer of coleslaw, plus two orders of hush puppies. Their hush puppies are just so good. Anyway, they've been doing this special of crab legs, and people have been going absolutely freaking bonkers for it, so much so that they had to basically create a lottery system in order for people to buy the crab legs, and then also institute a limit, because people be like, I'll take 30 pounds of crab legs. Who needs 30 pounds of crab legs? I mean, seriously. Anyway, in other news, it's also meatball day and I support meatballs. In fact, I make some of the best meatballs around, and the trick is panko breadcrumbs. Um, and it's also Popcorn Lover's Day, and oh my god, I love popcorn so much. I'm pretty sure there's another day dedicated to popcorn, but I think there should be more days for popcorn. Like, there should be a popcorn month. And if you were not listening a couple weeks ago when I told you about the fantastic popcorn that Kathy sent me from Garrett's in Chicago, it is really the best popcorn. The can she sent was the Chicago mix, which is the cheese popcorn and caramel popcorn. And it was so good. It was like in thirds in the can. So there was one mix of cheese and caramel, and then there was just some caramel and just some cheese. Oh, it was it was sublime. I also bought myself a can of the limited edition strawberry and chocolate popcorn. That was really good, but I think I like the cheese popcorn and the caramel corn better. Anyway, if you also, like myself, love plain old popcorn, um, I recommend getting the Hullis popcorn from popcorn places out in Indiana and Nebraska where they grow most of the world's popcorn. And I pop my corn in a whirly pop. Um, I don't use like an air popper. I just, I use an old fashioned whirly pop popcorn and I use um, grapeseed oil and uh, it makes great popcorn. The key is to keep your popcorn in the refrigerator though, because it's the little bit of moisture inside the um, kernel that makes it pop. And so if your popcorn is dry, then it, when it heats up, it won't pop. Anyway, Friday the 10th is blueberry popover day. And I am not sure where you even can find a blueberry popover. I certainly don't see them around here, but, you know, we don't have very good bakeries around here. So if you really, you really need to make one for yourself if you want one, but I'm going to let you um, sub in blueberry turnovers. And I love the uh, ones from Pepperidge Farm that are in the freezer case. It's also pack your own lunch day. And as much as I love going out to lunch, and I really do love going out to lunch, I often don't love how much it takes out of a work day. So when I have to go to the office, you know, I already sort of resent having to be at the office all that time. And then to have to go out to lunch too, I get nothing done on those days. So um, anyway, I, that was a little sidebar. Um, but when I have to go to like an all day meeting and I like to pack my own lunch in case I, I don't like what lunch is going to be there or in case there is no good lunch there, which is certainly a thing that happens in nonprofit. Um, here's what I usually pack in my lunch, a turkey and cheese sandwich, a small bag of shelled walnuts, 
a few cookies, uh, a piece of fruit, usually an orange, because they're quiet. They're easy to peel. They don't smell funny. Like bananas can be a little much. Apples are a little too crunchy. Or um, a container of cut up fruit. So like a little fruit salad um, or like a bunch of grapes and blueberries uh, and maybe a few salty snacks like potato chips or corn chips. I am absolutely an overpacker for everything, including lunch. In fact, I have an all-day meeting in Charlottesville at the end of the month, and I'm already thinking about what I might need to pack for lunch for that day. Saturday is Oatmeal Nut Waffles Day. Now, let me tell you, I have never seen or eaten such a thing. I'm not... I, I, sometimes I think some of these things are made up, honestly. And I would make up so much better ones if I were in charge. Anyway, I'm sure they're fine, but I bet they taste a lot like dog treats, which are fine too. Uh, Saturday is also Johnny Appleseed Day, which celebrates the life of John Chapman, who was born in the late 1800s, excuse me, 1700s outside of Boston and was known for being a bit of a weirdo in both his business and his um, haberdashery. Um, but to be honest, um, he was clearly a good weirdo because he really did cultivate, no pun intended, a lot of apple trees for the New World. And that's in quotes because the world was not new to the indigenous people who lived there before any of us white people got there. I have mentioned my love of heirloom apples here before, and my friends Tim and Jeff in Rhode Island, who have been creating their own heirloom apple orchard, sent me this great book of apples. And... I um, I just love thumbing through it and um, seeing what's at the grocery store and then looking it up in my apple book and seeing like where those apples came from. There's an apple farmer at one of our farmer's markets who has a lot of heirloom apples. He loves to talk about them and I love to talk about apples with him. He's an older guy. He reminds me a lot of my dad, to be honest, and I love seeing him. He's only at one of the markets though, so I only can see him um, at the uh, the Thursday markets. Uh, in Manassas. Uh, and here's the thing. I Sometimes I feel like there hasn't been anything to look forward to uh, lately. And then I remember that the big farmer's market season is going to be here in like a month. And that makes me kind of happy. And speaking of looking forward, Sunday is Baked Scallops Day. <laughs> Just kidding. I am totally not looking forward to that. It is Girl Scout Day, and I would say that you should buy some cookies from some Girl Scouts. We've been seeing them at every single grocery store, outside of every grocery store we've been going to lately. Uh, we actually had bought some from a Girl Scout and had them dropped off, so we're good. Um, but I think this is all about um, celebrating Girl Scouts, not eating a Girl Scout, so just in case that wasn't clear. It's also daylight saving time, so spring forward, my friends. It's plant a flower day as well. And depending on where you are, you should be able to get at least some pansies or maybe some primroses at the garden center or even just a bouquet of tulips or daffodils. Um, don't mix them up uh, because um, daffodils will, uh, cut daffodils will leach a kind of toxic sauce into your water and kill off whatever other flowers are in your bouquet. Um, faster than they would otherwise. So keep those separate. Um, just get yourself some flowers. Um, and while you're at the garden center, pick up some pea seeds because next Friday is pea planting day. 
But don't worry, I'll remind you next week. Okay, so I am still uh, moving slowly all of the Sidecar podcasts over to their own feed. I will let you know when that is done, but hopefully you'll be able to find it as the Sidecar Podcast with Jen Coleslaw on all your platforms. And until next week, please remember to check the batteries on your smoke detector and CO2 detectors. Um, This is probably a great week to clean out your fridge and give all of the shelves a good wipe down. And I don't know about you, but I'm totally ready to get my car washed and vacuumed. See you next week.